0: Hi, this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for taking charge of your health, and I'm your host, Dr. Madge. As of June 8, 2016, the state of Ohio became the 25th state in the U.S. to legalize marijuana. Numerous others are currently either considering legalization or allow the prescribing of medical marijuana for various health conditions when under the care of an authorized practitioner. What is the appeal of marijuana, you may be wondering? Why is it gaining so much attention? And could it help ease your own health condition? As you may be aware, one of my goals as the house call doctor is really to present non-biased, evidence-based information. Because sometimes our profit-driven economy runs with any trendy idea at the expense of the consumer. It is our duty as physicians to dish out these details and present the facts, pros, and cons. Sure, we don't have research to back up everything in medicine. There's still a lot that we don't know. But my goal today, and always, is to present what we currently do know. So let's find out what current research tells us about marijuana. But first, just a short word from our sponsor that truly makes this podcast possible. Did you know that you can buy first aid kits on Amazon? Yes, in fact, true story, I purchased all of the contents of my home doctor's bag on Amazon, including a thermometer, blood pressure cuff, stethoscope, pulse oximeter, otoscope, etc. You may not need all of these doctor tools, but even a basic first aid kit at home is useful, like bandages, antibiotic ointment, antiseptics, analgesics, etc. is a must for everyone. Amazon is fast and convenient, as many of you likely already know. But if you start from the banner on the quickanddirtytips.com Amazon, you will help support our work. Just go to quickanddirtytips.com Amazon and look for the banner. So what is marijuana? We know that cannabis, otherwise known as marijuana, has been used as a medical remedy for well over 3,000 years. According to prior studies, cannabis has been and is still the most widely consumed illicit drug in the world today. Yet, it is not a fully accepted remedy used to treat most health conditions within the medical community. Since it is not well studied, more research is necessary before its widespread adoption within mainstream medicine. But that doesn't necessarily mean that medical marijuana is useless either according to an excellent article in the Journal of Family Practice, one of the reasons for the lack of sufficient evidence-based research on cannabis is that it contains more than 60 pharmacologically active components called cannabinoids in inconsistent concentrations from one to another. Cannabinoid receptors have been found in the brain and in our immune system. The main cannabinoid in marijuana is one you may have heard of, THC, which is responsible for that high and euphoric state achieved with the drug. In addition, marijuana is consumed in numerous forms, inhaled, smoked, vaporized, ingested in food, and even applied on the skin. So for all of these reasons, it is a challenge to study. However, carrying this plant-derived substance is still considered illegal in the United States under federal law. A growing number of states are legalizing marijuana and attracting great media attention as a result, however. It has now been advertised for seemingly everything under the sun, from chronic pain to hepatitis C. But is it really effective for all that it's claimed to be? Which conditions can be treated effectively with medical marijuana? There was an important scientific study performed in 2015, whose link, along with the others stated in this podcast, will be placed in the written article for this episode on the Quick and Dirty Tips website's House Call Doctor page at quickanddirtytips.com. This study looked at 79 randomized clinical trials on cannabis, but found only four of the 79 to be without great bias. This review of the literature did include some evidence that marijuana may be effective via either moderate or low-quality evidence and the treatment of the following medical conditions. Number one, pain and muscle spasticity in those with multiple sclerosis. Number two, nausea and vomiting in chemotherapy patients. Number three, appetite stimulation in HIV patients. Number 4, Tourette syndrome. Number 5, chronic neuropathic or cancer pain. For all other conditions, the effectiveness of marijuana was generally not well supported through research. Cannabis itself is not FDA approved. However, the FDA has approved two synthetic cannabinoids thus far, dronabinol and nabilone, for the treatment of cancer-related symptoms such as nausea, vomiting, and pain. Still, Prescribing them has been encouraged as last resort and at the lowest possible dose. This is because, like everything else, marijuana is not risk-free. Marijuana has an addictive potential and about 9% of overall users and is deemed a high-risk drug for abuse as a result. It is a common gateway drug as well, which means that it opens the door to further illicit drug use of other categories. According to an article published in the New England Journal of Medicine, other adverse effects include impaired short term memory, impaired motor ability leading to increased rate of motor vehicle accidents and injuries, impaired judgment leading to increased sexual behavior and STDs, paranoid behavior, psychosis, altered brain development, therefore not recommended in children or adolescents lower IQ in adolescent users, higher rate of dropping out of school, diminished life satisfaction and achievement overall, and symptoms of chronic bronchitis, which mainly includes a chronic cough. In addition, inconsistent studies have linked marijuana use to various types of cancers, including lung, prostate, throat, and testicular cancer. But the jury is still out on this one as the evidence is inconclusive in regards to marijuana's carcinogenic effects. So the overall take-home points for today are, number one, that there's still a lot we do not know about marijuana and further higher quality research is necessary. Number two, some moderate and low quality studies do show some potential promise in treating about a handful of medical conditions. And number three, it's not risk-free and its risks must be weighed against any potential benefits before consideration. I do predict that with a growing number of states in the U.S. legalizing marijuana, further research will be pursued in the future, and we will hopefully learn more about this mysterious plant. But until then, before you consider joining Cheech and Chong on their adventures, a frank conversation with your doctor would be worthwhile to determine if its pros outweigh any cons in your own personal health. So share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctor's Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest pages. If you learned anything here today or simply enjoy all things medical, you can also listen and subscribe to the House Call Doctor podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. But please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. This content doesn't substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. So please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. Catch you next time.